Matthew 6:33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Thank you for listening and being a part of Season 4 of Seeking the Kingdom Podcast. This is where we discuss biblical topics. God willing, we plan to have a new episode for you every Saturday morning. And starting this season, we plan to add the weekly episode to Instagram on every Wednesday. We pray that by listening to these podcast sermons, your faith would increase and that we would grow together as one in the body of Christ. God bless. Praise the Lord. Praise God. We want to thank you for listening to Seeking the Kingdom podcast, season four, episode three, Accomplished. Uh, Mason Christopher, I'm here with my brother Joshua and Whitey. Uh, first of all, we want to thank you, listener, for uh, supporting this ministry that God has given us the ability to share his word and just to talk about the love of God. So, Chaches, from the bottom of our heart, we want to thank you guys, and we ask that you would keep supporting this ministry for the glory of God. Amen. Uh, Amen. Joshua, Whitey has a beautiful word he's going to share tonight. And uh, before we hear the word of God, we would just want to put Whitey in prayer. Uh, so would you pray for Whitey? Amen. Heavenly Father, Devla, we acknowledge, Devla, who you are, King of kings and Lord of lords. There's none like you, Father God. Devla, there's no one, Devla, before you, Devla. There's no one after you, Father God. You are, Devla, Chaches, Devla, the great I am. Amen. Akana, Devla, Taz, Devla, Whitey, Devla, Glatuti, Father God. Sadanel Devla Chiwodba, Father God. I pray, Devla, that no words, Devla, would be from him, Father God, but all from you. I pray, Amen. Father God, that that well, Devla, that he has inside of him, Devla, would spring up, Devla, that the words, Devla, would overflow, Devla, out of his mouth, Devla, that nothing would be from him, but all from you, Father God. And I pray for the listener tonight, Father God, as they listen, Devla, to this episode, Father God, that it would be peace, Devla, comfort, Devla, joy and happiness, Father God, that the seed would fall on good soil, Devla, that we would all grow in unity, Devla, to serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Uh, again, as we always say, uh, it is always an honor and a privilege uh, to share the word of God. And what I want to do tonight, guys, is share on what I believe uh, God showed me. And what God was showing me is to share on what we all believe and to strengthen that and to come to a greater understanding of just the fullness of Christianity. Amen. Uh, what I'm hoping to do tonight is share on the word accomplished, and not just share on the word, but just share on what that meant, what it meant when Jesus said, it is finished. And instead of just thinking that those are words that are just you know, a couple of little words in the Bible, then to understand what it meant, to understand the vastness, how deep of what that meant. And what that meant was he accomplished everything. He accomplished the impossible. He has now done something that has brought man from the state of sin and death unto glory. He has destined man uh, into uh, an image of himself and that it it seems impossible it seems like that that can never happen it, it would seem that it, it would take too much it would seem that it's too difficult but god has done it and in recognizing that i believe that just understanding that more would help us grow 
and help us grow as Christians, help us grow as people of God. And I believe that, you know, that's what God wants me to share. So uh, in order to do that, though, we need to understand what needs to be accomplished. We need to understand what happened. We got to go back to the beginning and then we got to follow through to the end. You know, mm. from the beginning to end, I see five things. Five things that happened in the course of humanity's existence. And then, you know, the, uh, these things are so significant. This is what life is all about. And then these five things start with the fall of man. It starts with specifically failure. In the garden, we're going to see uh, uh, that God creates man. God creates man in his image, and he creates man in a perfect world. Without death, there's no uh, sickness or death or anything like that. There's no need for these things. God created man to show him his goodness, and so that man can follow him, and then that man could just live in this pleasurable state because man is, is, is just there for the pleasure of God. And then in this, man falls. And how he falls is he disbelieves God. He listens to a snake. The snake tells him that uh, you know, God is not to be trusted. Hmm. God is hiding something. That's the sin. And every sin from that point on, every sin that ever happened is simply a version of that. It's simply... God said, do this, and we did. Uh, God said, don't do this, and we did it anyway. God said, do this, and we don't do it. It's yeah. a form of distrust. It's a form of not believing God for with, with everything that we are. And we're coming out of that thanks to Jesus. But what happened was man believed that. And when he, he when when man believed the snake, it brought death into the world. Yeah. When it brought death into the world, that was irrevocable. When he ate of the apple, he sinned. And the penalty of sin was death. And I just need people to get an understanding of what happened better. So I'm, I'm going to try and make this small little point. Imagine you lost something very valuable. Imagine you had something great, whatever it was, whatever you see in your mind right now, you had something great but then you lost it. You can't figure out what it is. You don't know where it went. You don't know. You lost it and you'll never get it back. You can't get, there's no power within you to get it back. That's what happened to mankind. Mankind had perfection. Mankind had holiness. Mankind was just made in the image of God. And then we forfeited that. We gave that up for something else. We lost that. And now the, 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 the consequence of that is death. We brought death into the world. Now, death is permanently in the world. Not only did Adam uh, think about eating the apple, not only did Adam and Eve just you know, contemplate thinking, uh, eating the apple. No, they, they ate it. They took action on it. And now that's recorded in time and space in our reality. That's recorded. 
They can't go back in time and undo. No, it's really, it, 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 it took place. They took action on it. And from that, death now enters into our existence. I, I, I'm emphasizing it because we need to understand what happened. There's a hole in our hearts now because we brought death into the world. So death needs to be defeated, but man can't do it. Right away, you see that Adam and Eve are sorrowful. Oh, it doesn't show a picture of uh, uh, them being, uh, uh, you know, taking charge and then uh, just, uh, you know, owning up to what they do. No, they're sorrowful. <laughs> they realize they're wrong, but there's nothing they can do about it. So that's point number one, failure. That's what you see right from the beginning, our failure. And that's what needs to be accomplished. And in the midst of that, you now have man realizing good and evil. You, you now have man who ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And now we have a concept of good and evil because we experienced evil. Now we have a, a concept, but we, we have nothing to do with it. And now that, comes, that brings us to, to point number two. At this point, you know, you, you see Adam and Eve and you see they leave the garden and then you see a, a, a genealogy in the Bible and then eventually you get to Abraham and then eventually you get to Isaac and Jacob and, and, and you get to the, the tribes and then eventually you get to the law. That's point number two. The law has to be given. Why? Because man is just running around with a sense of good and evil, but he has no idea what it means, no idea what to do with that. So now man is just running around goes almost aimlessly he's got no purpose he's just running around yeah. with uh, uh, nothing uh, to accomplish himself because he has no idea what's actually going on so god gives us the law to show us okay this is good you you have an understanding about good you have an understanding about evil so here's how to do good just do this perfectly do this absolutely perfectly and that'll be good and then we try we try and, and man tries to do that perfectly and and that starts out great and we we uh, we're obeying god and you see that israel is god's people and israel starts taking over uh the world basically and moving towards the promised land under the law under the covenant law of god and israel uh, from that state starts to decay. They start losing what the law meant because they start getting prideful. Mm. Prideful over, over what they're accomplishing. See, they're, the Bible told they, they, they tried to uh, uh, obtain salvation as if it were by works and then what that means is they enjoyed the idea of oh we're god's holy people and the rest of the world is evil but we're good we're the good ones we we keep the law forgetting forgetting the fact that they the law is in the picture because of man's failure Forgetting the fact of what the law means. 
See, the law was there to show us right from wrong, to show us good and evil, and to, uh, to give man the idea of how to be good. But it's, it, it's, it's a means to an end. God always had a, a covenant ready that was, uh, the Bible told it it's, uh, uh, supersedes that covenant, a better covenant. The, the, the covenant we had with Christ was always meant to be. But right now, all of humanity in this picture just has the covenant of the law. But then fail towards that covenant by becoming prideful. So there's, there's number three. Point number three is failure again. Failure again. We failed. We are given the law. Had a chance to accomplish the law. But then we failed again. See, now it presents the opportunity for someone to accomplish the law. Now, it presents also the opportunity to abolish the law, to just say, okay, this covenant, it's never going to be met, so I'll just get rid of it, all of it. No, God is not doing that. God knows that the word of God is perfect. He gave these because he's showing humanity what perfection is. And he knows humanity will try to live out perfection, but they will fail and they'll fail miserably. And when they fail miserably, well, at that point, we need a human being, a human being to accomplish the law so that humanity can be redeemable. So that God can point to humanity and say, look, there is one. There is one who has done exactly what I wanted. There is one who is beautiful and perfect in my eyes, who has no fault against him. And he is called human. He is called son of man. That one is Jesus. That one has to be Jesus. Amen. And we're going to talk about not only that, we're, we're going to talk about now what, what he saw in the rest of us. What he saw in the rest of us is, uh, and you can study this for yourself. Paul uses these scriptures in the Psalms to explain there's nobody on earth, nobody, nobody in this world who does good, not a Gentile, not a Jew, doesn't matter. In Psalms 14, verse 2, uh, through chapter 3, uh, the Lord looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are any who understand any who seek God, all have turned away, all have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. So even though the Jews were given the law, even though Israel were given the law, the means for perfection, they had that. We still failed it. Hmm. Humanity, even our best, the Jewish people, God's chosen people, they still failed it because they forgot what the law meant. They've, they forgot where the law came from. It came out of our failure and our need to grow into who God wants us to be. And they started thinking for themselves. They started uh, being prideful and saying that we're the people of God and we hold to the law. We accomplish the law when we don't. We don't. We, we lose sight of our own failure in our pride. So point number three is just, again, failure. So now we got point number four. 
We need redemption. We need a cross. That would be point number four. That's where this all goes to. Because the the next part after Israel fails, Jesus has got to come to correct. Jesus has got to come. So he sends John the Baptist to preach that he's coming, to tell people, to tell the world, listen, the Son of Man, Jesus is coming, the Messiah is coming. And he sends John the Baptist to say the correct messages. Not what the the Jewish people turned them into, because by this point in life, the Jewish people have corrupted uh, God's word and made it their law. That's why Christ comes and says, doesn't it say in your law? Doesn't it say in your law? Because they've taken it and made it about them. So they've failed it so much so that he has to send John the Baptist to proclaim his coming so that people have an understanding of what, what to believe when he comes. So he does come, and he does <clears throat> everything perfectly. He, the Bible says he doesn't do. He doesn't no move, not one action without God telling him to do so. Not one action was without, done without God's uh, direction. And now, once God gives direction, you have to follow. In order to complete that, in order to accomplish that, you have to be absolutely perfect. You you cannot misstep in any way. This is impossible. Man cannot do this. So man needs God to come down and be incarnated in flesh so that man can have a champion. Someone who God points to and says, that's the one. That's who redeems mankind. What is mankind? It's a soul wrapped in flesh. So God sends his son, Jesus. The, the, the spirit that comes into this world is Jesus, which is God wrapped in flesh, constituting him as both 100% God and 100% man. This allows Jesus to be our savior. This allows Christ to be who we need him to be to redeem all mankind. So long as he's 100% God, he'll accomplish the law because he's God. He is who he is. And that's the only person that can save us. So long as he's 100% man, it means something. So long as it's 100% man, God can now look at humanity and say, yes, yes, they're redeemable. Yes, they've been made holy. They've been made beautiful. So now when Christ gets to this world and accomplishes all the law, all of it, what, the, what we used to do, guys, is what we used to do was we used to take the, a lamb, a lamb without blemish, because the lamb can't die for its own uh, blemishes. It can't die because it, it has some sort of misfortune for itself. It, has no, it can't die by its own. It has to be a blank canvas. So then the lamb has to take on the human's sin. And that blank canvas then becomes sin. And that sin is then put to death. And that pacifies God. That action, that ceremony, that ceremonial law would pacify God because he saw death 
being, and he saw sin being put to death. The lamb took on the representation of sin. The lamb became sin and then was put to death. And that was enough to satisfy God for a while, to pacify God. But in order to be truly satisfied, he would need an actual human, a perfect lamb to take away the actual sins of the world. So somebody's got to accomplish that. So then Jesus Christ in his mercy and his grace comes to Calvary, dies on the cross. The Bible told he, he, no one takes my life from me. I give it freely and I'm taking it up again. Jesus Christ dies on the cross, but he has the right now to live. He has the right to take his life up again. Jesus Christ is not like us. He doesn't need a savior. He gained access to heaven. A Bible told when he died, he said, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. Christ just entered into heaven because the Lamb of God was flawless. And when his flesh was put to death, well, then sin was put to death. So all that is left is Christ's holiness, and that enters into heaven. <clears throat> when that enters into heaven, Christ now has the rights, total rights, to say, I can go get my body back. I can raise that body from the dead because I was blameless. I, there was never anything wrong with me. I earned this unlike the rest of humanity. Because our champion earned that. Now, all who believe in him can reap his reward. Now, because the champion accomplished all this, one reigns in victory. Now, death can be swallowed up in victory. Now, death can go away. Now, that void, that thing that we caused, that thing that we lost, that thing that, we, that hurt us so bad, that thing that, that we doomed the world to, our greatest mistake, our greatest failure, one has accomplished victory over death in the grave. One has accomplished victory over hell. One has accomplished these things for us and now is calling us to be glorified. And that's point number five. After the cross, there's still more. There's still more. He has one more thing to accomplish. And he accomplished it with the cross. This is just now playing out. And that's our destiny. And our destiny is, be, is to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ himself. See, now when you see Jesus, after he went to the Father, after he came back and got his body and went up into heaven, ascended into heaven with his body, now you see him in Revelations as the glorified body. This body shines. This body's legs look like pillars of bronze and fire. And his face shines with the brilliance of the sun. Unimaginable glory. Unimaginable beauty. John describes this and you read it and you just feel the power of it. Now this body that he has, he is now going to give to us. Why? Because we're coming to the understanding that we were meant to come to, meant to understand. 
the understanding in the garden, the understanding of good and the understanding that God is good and everything we do is to please God and everything we do is to show love and everything we to do is to show truth in its reality in its truest form everything we do is to reflect these things so God is going to give us a body that reflects who we are inside glorious powerful all truthful or shining the light of God why because you're his masterpiece this is what you were meant to be always he created you in his image to look like this and now he is bringing it unto completion when he changes us when he gives us this glorified body at the resurrection when we're when the dead are resurrected and those who are alive meet christ in the air and are transformed well then that's when Paul says death is swallowed up in victory. Never again will we die. Never again will failure uh, exist because we'll have come to the perfect understanding of who God is and how much we should trust in and how we should reject sin forever. And our bodies will reflect that. Our bodies will not even be tempted by sin anymore because our bodies will be holy and reject it. It will reflect everything that is in God. His art, his masterpiece will be completed. His idea of love and truth and peace and joy being exalted will, will now take form. We will have become the righteousness of God. God Almighty is making out of us who we were meant to be. That's what he accomplished for us we now knowing this now understanding what he had to do now understanding all he had to do to accomplish that and why he wants that accomplished with that we can grow we can understand the evils of sin we can understand that our sin is failure Sin is nothing to do with good or okay, or it, it'll always be failure on the grandest scale. And with that understanding, we can understand God's holiness. Holiness is told to us, spoken to us by God, and we are just to trust God on what that is, on what holiness and righteousness is. Never again believing the snake, never again distrusting God. God has accomplished this, and now all he calls for us to do is follow him. Amen. And when that, he says to us, the work that I began in you, I'll see it true to completion. Amen. Amen. Him doing that, well, that's what he meant when he said it is finished. It is accomplished. Amen. God bless you guys. That's what the Lord gave me. That's what the Lord put on my heart, and I hope that... The message helps. I hope that the message is informative and that I hope that it, it inspires us to get into our Bibles and get in and grow, grow and look into the Holy Spirit's teachings and, and speak to the Holy Spirit and have them speak to us. I hope that it inspires all these things. God bless you. God bless you, buddy. What an awesome, loving, uh, encouraging message uh, from the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, and I just want to tell the listener, Jesus died on the cross and accomplished all these things for us accomplished all these things and 
one of the things that was accomplished on that cross is that sin has no more power over his people. Amen. Sin has no more power. And look what it says in Romans uh, chapter 6, verse 6, uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Look what Paul writes. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are Amen. no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know that uh, we will also live with him. That's what Amen. Jesus Amen. accomplished on the cross, guys. So we no longer can say, oh, I'm going through this and it's hard to get out of it. It's hard to get out of it. No, we are no longer bound by sin because Jesus Amen. accomplished it all on the cross. Amen. Uh, before we end, uh, we would like to close in prayer and like to pray for all the prayer requests. Heavenly Father, we come before you in prayer and we thank you for your word, Mugato. Thank you for setting us free, Mugato. Thank you, Father God, for accomplishing something we could never do, Deva. We thank you for your grace and your mercy, Jesus. We thank you that you died and that you rose up on the third day to give us life. And what a beautiful life we have in you, Deva. Deva Anav Mugodo, Mugokako, Frankie, Mugobibi, Sylvia, Amber, Brooke, Deva, the entire Mitchell family, Deva Anwatute, Deva, that you bless them, Father God. I pray, Father God, for uh, the Nicholas family, Deva, that your peace would be upon them in the mighty name of Jesus, Deva. I pray for Michael and Pebbles, Father God. I pray, Father God, for Amano Alpralo Herky, Deva, that the last treatment, Father God, that you would give him a testimony, Father Amen. God, that he would able to save, Father God, that you brought him through all those treatments, Deva, and today he's cancer-free in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray for Jordan. We pray for Anthony Governors, uh, Anthony Governors for healing, for Steve Churon for healing. I pray, Deva, for all those who have COVID, Deva, in Jesus' name, we pray, Father God, for Jimbo, for healing, Father God, for Amaro Kako, John Stanley, for complete restoration in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, Father God, for Frankie Girl's healing work. I pray that you protect her and her family in Jesus' name. I pray that you would bless them, Father God, to sing your praises, to speak of your goodness in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. I pray that you would bless the fathers, the mothers, the papos, the mamea, Deva, that you would give them courage, that you would give them strength, Father God. Deva, I pray for the listener, Father God. So, I pray that you would bless them above them that we can ask or imagine, Father God, that you would prosper us with your joy, with your peace, and with the knowledge of your truth. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord and praise God. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seeking the Kingdom. God willing, we plan to have a new episode for you every Friday and every Saturday morning. Please continue to be a part of what God is doing at Kingdom of God Ministry in Miami, Florida. We kindly ask that you share this episode, subscribe and follow us. It would help the show to reach other people that we may further the Kingdom of God. We also ask that you keep us at the church in your daily prayers. God bless.